Alright, dude, I am beyond caring. Let's fucking party, hey? It's the drunk Q&A episode. Never stop rocking, hey? <laughs> Never stop rocking. That is the takeaway message from this podcast. If at any time the thought crosses your mind to stop rocking, you better fucking keep on rocking. Let me tell you, all right? Never stop rocking. But, you know, what an episode it is. Uh, excited for this one. You know, I'm drinking wine out of, a, out of a mug because that is my tax bracket, dude. All right? You freaking... <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to drink out of glass with the money I'm on, but it's, uh, it's a different episode today. This, this podcast has hit a roadblock, proverbially, theoretically, other big words. Uh, you know, at its core, this is a comedy storytelling podcast, dude. And the thing is with the lockdown, I don't really have any stories worth telling. Not from the last weekend anyway. I mean, Macca left the microwave door open at one point for like an hour. And I honestly had impure thoughts about like stretching that out into some sort of a, some sort of a yarn uh, in a desperate bid to entertain you, the listener. But I thought, fuck that, dude, because it's going to be shit and I wouldn't even enjoy it. So today is a drunk Q&A episode. I've knocked over a $6 bottle of red. Um, a quick shout out to Jacob's Creek, Pinot Noir. That'll be $6.99 at your local Dan Murphy's when not on special. Uh, but it's a beautiful drop and uh, I recommend to anyone dipping their toe in the red wine market. You know, you can't go past um, whatever I just said. So... <laughs> Here's the deal. I got a shitload of questions from everyone on the uh, on the Instagram. I put them all in a in a bucket hat, which is very on brand. And I'm just going to pick out questions one by one and answer them, dude. Okay. Um, thanks for everyone who submitted a question. I appreciate it. You know, usually in the drier weeks of the pod, I'm on I'm on news.com.au hoping Carl Stefanovic has done something horrific again, uh, but. This week, I was able to put the feet up and let a barrage of interesting questions, uh, some hilarious abuse, and then some just genuine threats uh, sort of roll into my inbox. So it sounds like the right sort of combo uh, for a great, a great fucking episode. I'm not too sure. We'll have to see. But let's crack in. Um, that's basically it. I don't know why I think I've forgotten something. Anyway. All right, so these are the questions, the beautiful bucket hat, and uh, I'm going to start answering these. So, yeah, and also for the next four weeks of this pod, while I continue to be locked down, if anyone has a great idea, I'm open to it, you know? I want to keep the pod fun. I want to continue to enjoy doing it. And uh, so, yeah, if anyone has like a weird idea for the next few weeks, I'm open to it. Let's do it. So first question. What do we got here? Have you been punched in the face and did you deserve it? <laughs> That's a good start, that question. Yes, I have been punched in the face and I uh, don't think this will shock anyone, but yes, I did deserve it. Okay, uh, my official fighting record is 0-1. Uh, my unofficial record is 745 fights started, uh, only one finished by my opponent, nevertheless. Uh, but yeah, basically what happened was uh, I was 
underneath. It was like in a stairwell under this pub. I don't know how to describe what it was. There were stairs. And uh, I was with a friend of mine, uh, this girl. We never like went out, but sometimes when she came to town, we would like kiss on the lips. So it was this weekend. I'm hanging out. Um, and these couple guys started talking to this girl that I was with. And one of them, the, the guy that ended up freaking punching me in the face was like, this guy's enormous, dude. This guy was jacked. All right. And uh, his ethnicity has nothing to do with it. But he was he was a freaking jacked up African man, dude. So, you know, take that how you will. But this guy had some power behind his fists. And um, so he starts talking to the girl I'm with. You know, I wouldn't even describe it as sort of noteworthy, really. But I, I was just being a fucking lunatic, pissed idiot. So I lipped up to him for some reason, I don't know, because i got problems at home or something. And uh, next thing you know, you know, I'm eating this bloke's fist like it's a fucking sandwich. So, and I'm telling you, dude, if this bloke's right hand was a was a sub, this is a premium sub. I mean, this is a chicken schnitzel with, uh, with bacon added. I mean, this guy, bam. So, that was the only time I've been... Oh, actually, I did get punched in the face a second time. Um, but... I mean, that one was neither here nor there, you know? But the first time, and that's the main time, um, yes. And yes, I deserved it, okay? You know, what did, uh, I don't know. I was going to say something poetic, but, you know, sometimes you're a pelican and uh, you just get hit in the face. So that's, uh, that's the universe telling you to freaking pull that head in, Darcy, hey? Next question. Do you think women only listen to your pod because of their boyfriends? Dude, these are hard-hitting questions. I swear there's some fun ones in there. Um, do I think women only listen to this podcast because of their boyfriends? Fuck, probably, hey. <laughs> I would not be surprised. I don't know what the ratio of men to women who listen to this podcast is. Um, I, know, I, I know it's you know, mostly blokes. Um, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I would say of the women that listen to this, I would say a fair chunk of them got into it through their boyfriends. Um, you know, this is a, it's kind of got a reputation. This podcast is kind of a bit of a lads, lads, lads podcast. Um, I haven't intentionally branded it that way. It's just because that's the sort of Pelican I am. So that's how the podcast has come out. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think probably, yeah, I think a lot of girls get into it through their boyfriends. But I'm not sure. Um, yeah, that's a that's a sensational question. That is a sensational question, and I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think a lot of them do get into it through their boyfriends. So I don't know. Take that how you will. I'm not mad at it, dude. Next question. Is it good how I say next question? So you know, in fact, there is another question coming. Were you a nerd at school? Oh, fuck's sake, dude. All right. Was I a nerd at school? No. Short answer, no. Long answer, yes and no. I would say I wasn't, I wasn't a nerd, but I wasn't cool either. I went to a private school, a boy's private school. So, you know, to freaking, to be cool, you really had to uh, sort of either play in the first 15 rugby union team uh, or, or do drugs um, or sort of, you know, have, have sort of fingered a bird when you were 12. They were sort of the metrics um, for what was cool at my school. And unfortunately, 
Um, I did not, I really didn't do any of those things. You know, I'm kind of a late bloomer. I didn't really get into sort of anything until later. But yeah, so I wasn't, I wasn't a nerd. I would say my group was kind of like middle of the rung coolness. What really cooled me up in year 11 and 12 was we had this exchange student from Perth, this guy Swaka. He's of Sudanese descent, I'm pretty sure. He was a six foot 11 black man. And um, he actually became part of our group. We became mates with this bloke. So, you know, if anyone had a fucking problem, now's the time to lip up, re, the enormous black man over my right shoulder. Hey, <laughs> who wants a piece of this? You know what I mean? And, you know, Swaka didn't really have a birth certificate. So there were rumors around the school that like, this bloke was 38 with two kids and he was just sort of, you know, pretending to be 17. And, you know, I don't know. I still don't know if that's true or not, but I think it probably wasn't. But I fucking spread it around anyway. You know what I mean? So I would say I wasn't, I wasn't a nerd, but I wasn't cool. Uh, and then hanging out with an enormous black guy really sort of fucking, you know, the shoulders went back a bit. I'll say that. So yeah, somewhere in the middle, I would say. Next question. I'm trying to get through as many of these as I can. Best show I've ever done. Okay, so the best show I've ever done. I've had some shows like solo shows that where I've just thought like they were really like uh, kind of rewarding, I would say, like where I've done, like I've been in like Adelaide three years ago and like did like an hour to freaking 12 people and it ended up being really good because I, you know, worked really hard in there and stuff and that was good. But, but the sickest show ever, you know, the sickest show ever I've ever done, probably I was at, I was on a Sydney comedy festival showcase tour like four years ago. And we did the, um, you would do like basically like Thursday to Saturday. So you'd go to like three towns and then come back to Sydney. And then the next weekend you'd go to like another three towns. And it was great, great, great times, really fun. And you got to play like the nice theaters in each town. And we went to Canberra as one of the towns, and this is just fucking unreal. So we got to play like the the main theatre in Canberra, whatever. Sorry, whatever that is. But it was like 1,500 people, dude. And um, my auntie and uncle came. My favourite auntie, Vicky, came along. And it was so sick. I had a great set and 1,500 people. I'm like 22, like two years into stand-up comedy, basically. Two and a half years, maybe. Just going like, fuck me, what's doing? You know? And I remember thinking maybe like halfway through that set, like I was just looking up and it's just like the laughs are just fucking hitting you. I remember thinking this might be the best moment of my life. And that was, that was a great show. That was a great show. But yeah, that's one that comes to mind. Um, next question. Why do you name your pods after girls? It's a good cues, dude. Very good cues. So the reason I name the pod after girls, you know, some people think it's like every <laughs> every episode is named after like a girl who broke my heart or some shit. <laughs> That'd be pretty full on if it was. Um, that is not the case. There is absolutely no meaning behind any of the episodes. The only episode that's really named after someone is maybe the one I named after my sister. And she didn't even fucking care. So <laughs> the real reason I named them after girls is because last pandemic, 
me and Samos were so bored that we went to the Blue Water High house. Like we went and visited the house because like it's sort of, it's about 20 minutes away from us and I'd never been before. So, so that's the reason they're all named after girls because I named that episode Perry's Hot, Anna's Not. Uh, obviously referring to the fact that Perry, one of the characters, maybe the hottest chick any of us has ever seen. Well, while uh, Anna, on the other hand, the um, the German broad with the uh, with the sort of the big shoulders, unfortunately, um, you know, she's quite quite unattractive. So, so that's where that came from. And for whatever reason, that episode I did, like, got the most listens out of the previous episodes, like by a, by a fair way. For whatever reason. Um, I think it was a complete coincidence. There was nothing special about that episode. Uh, but so I just kept naming them after, after you know, girls. After that, I thought, you know, maintain the rage. And it makes it easier to name them as well. Because it's just me talking here for freaking 40 minutes. What would you title any of this? You know, xylophone axolotl or some shit? Like, they're hard to title. So that's the reason why. Next question. What reality show would you go on? So, I'm pretty terrified of going on reality TV, to be honest, because I just talk too much, dude. I mean, I love talking to people. I love talking to myself. You know, I'd be in that diary room just doing a freaking podcast every day if I was on like Big Brother. And I honestly just think the producers would have a field day with me. They just cut like they just cut up everything and just make me look like a complete piece of shit. So I am quite scared of reality TV just because I talk so much and I feel like you could just easily edit edit me in any way you want. But if I did have to go on a show, I would probably go on Beauty and the Geek um, because it's a show I'm watching right now. It got me back into the reality genre and and also you know obviously you get paired up with some absolute sort. Um, and so there's like, you know, you've probably got a 25% chance of getting to kiss her on the lips while the show is going. Obviously, once the show ends, you know, she wouldn't be responding to your text messages. But but while the cameras are rolling, you've got a genuine chance with this absolute sort. So Beauty and the Geek would be my show. Next question. <laughs> are you happy with your current energy provider? <laughs> I honestly don't know who it is. I don't know who provides our energy. But the lights are on, so fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Next question. Who was the mystery guest on episode 100? Okay. All right. I got to come clean on this one, guys. This is a good question. So, the mystery celebrity guest on episode 100. You know, I said I recorded a guest episode and then, you know, it got too edgy and their manager said I couldn't release it. To those of you that believe that, you are, you're truly a blessing and, uh, you know, a beautiful human. Uh, some of you saw through it and you were, you were right to do so. You really were. But here's the deal. The mystery guest for episode 100 was not a celebrity. It was actually Macca. It was Macca the whole time. We did record an episode. I set up like a freaking special studio thing in the spare room and I had like a desk and the sign set up and it was like I was Conan O'Brien and Macca was my guest. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. 
Um, unfortunately, Macca's performance on the pod can only be described as abysmal. Um, yeah, he lacked confidence. He lacked conviction. He kind of panicked, to be honest, and um, it was pretty unreleasable. Like, and it was unreleasable, not in like a, whoa, that was too crazy and edgy. We shouldn't have said that stuff. It was just like really bad. And, you know, I got to take most of the blame. You know, don't blame poor Macca. So Macca was the guest. He fucking hated it. He said he'll never do it again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I'm hoping to get him on at some stage. But he's pretty terrified um, due to that debacle. So yeah, Macca was the guest. And uh, that was that. And then to cover up the fact that I, that the whole thing was a flop, I said that like some celebrity came on the pod and wouldn't let me release it. So, <laughs> you know, sorry about the lies. Um, really the only lie I've ever told on this pod, to be honest. So it's not too bad. Next question. What time period would you go back to if you could? Oh, dude, I'd go back to the 80s for sure. How good would that be? I mean, let's be honest. If this is 1983, I'm fucking famous by now. A mediocre white guy who's a bit lippy? Book a stadium. <laughs> Book a stadium. Like, I don't know. I would love to go back to the 80s. No computers. I'm terrified of computers. I don't like them. I've never been able to afford a good one. And I think that's why I fucking hate them so much. Because I'm just battling with these piece of shit Lenovo's trying to upload this fucking podcast. So yeah, no computers and uh, straight white men are the flavor of the month. That sounds like my time period, dude. That massively sounds like my time period. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I'd go back to. Next question. What got you into stand-up comedy? Good questions. So, why did I start stand-up comedy? I honestly have no idea. I don't know why I wanted to do it. I actually wanted to play cricket for Australia. That was my only real dream. But then at like 16, you realize like, Jesus Christ, nowhere near. <laughs> I remember the moment I realized I wasn't going to play cricket for Australia. I was batting with um, Jack Edwards, who now plays for the Sixers in New South Wales. And I was like 17. I think he was 12 or 13. And um, we we had a big partnership. And I, I remember just thinking, this kid's better than me. And he was fucking 12. So, <laughs> so that was the end of cricket. But I still never wanted to get a real job. You know, I still had the thing like, I was like, oh, I'll still be famous somehow. I, then I studied psychology and I wanted to be like the mentalist, like maybe be a psychologist, but also solve crimes on the side. Um, but then I didn't like psychology. And when I was 18, I did an open mic, a stand-up comedy open mic, just to try it. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I did that once, but then I did it and it was kind of like a bucket list thing. Like I didn't tell anyone I was doing it because it was so embarrassing. And so I did it once. And I was studying psychology and then I honestly never intended to do stand-up ever again. It was kind of like a nice uh, like bucket list type experience. But then I moved to England and played a season of cricket because I didn't want to go back to uni. And then I was trying to work out what to do while I was in England. And I just couldn't work it out. So then I just thought, 
But then towards the end of my England stay, I was like, I think I might do media at uni and try and get into radio. And then maybe I'll pick up stand-up again. Because I wanted to, you know, do something funny or fun. So then I, I, I thought I'll, I'll pick up stand-up again. And then so I went back, went to uni, went to media. Then I think May 20... What is this? 2015, I want to say. May 2015, I got back into stand-up. And then like two months later, I was like, this is it. This is my thing. So that's how I got into it. But then I was like, I still finished that uni degree anyway. Because I was kind of like, like I had the time to do uni as well. So I ended up getting a media degree and um, I've never used it. I didn't even go to the graduation because I missed the email saying like, this is when your graduation is. Um yeah, I don't know. So I have a uni degree for some reason and now I'm a stand-up, but it's COVID. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, dude, but that's how I got started. And now I'm uh, recording a fucking podcast in my bedroom. So, you know, the wheels are off or they're on, depending on how you want to look at it. Next question. Favorite conspiracy theory? Oh, these are great. So I used to love conspiracy theories like froth on them you know when you're like 16 you have that conspiracy phase me and my mate ben would just like we'd go down the youtube rabbit hole her, like something fierce mate like I, and we're believing everything um oh yeah on the egg boy thing sorry everyone's been messaging me about egg boy he's a big like anti-covid you know he's losing the plot on instagram old egg boy with all these conspiracy theories and his and his wavelengths um I'm actually not going to tee off on Egg Boy this time because it looks like he's getting enough hate already. Um, so I'm going to let this one go from Egg Boy. But yeah, everyone who messaged me to talk about it, I watched Egg Boy's videos and posts and yep, he is, he's losing it, the poor kid. But I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I'm going to sort of just let, let that one go through to the keeper because he's only 18 and I think he's probably got enough problems, RE all the threats he's getting. <laughs> but my favorite conspiracy theory... This is 100% true. I used to believe that Osama and Obama were the same person. Like, I saw some YouTube video where they were like, they've got the same facial structure. You know when they just, like, put dots on people's faces and they, then they move the dots and you're like, oh, my God, it's a perfect match. And, like, they put, like, a fake beard on Obama and it just looked like him. So I believed that for about two months. And then I told, I told someone, I was like, oh, what about this? You heard about this one? And um, the abuse and the laughing I received kind of freaking, that was kind of the beginning of the end of my conspiracy days. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. But anyway, next question. Do you plan to live leave a memento at the lad pad? So we are moving out of the lad pad soon, unfortunately. It does make me very sad. Uh here's the deal. You know, the lad pad, I want to stay here forever, which is exactly why we need to leave. If you know what I mean. Comfort kills. So we have to go, unfortunately. Otherwise, I'll probably just be a 47-year-old bachelor still doing this podcast <laughs> in this house. So I'm not going to leave a memento at the lad pad uh, because I would like to receive whatever tiny portion of our bond they give back to us are either damaged to the house 
but I will probably light my back neighbor's lawn on fire when we light, when we leave and maybe pour some Roundup on his flowers. Um, the old bloke over the back fence is a fucking piece of shit and I genuinely wish him the worst. So, so yeah. I don't think I'll be leaving a memento here, but I might leave two or three over the back fence. You know? I don't like that guy one bit. He's mean and he's old. And if you're mean and you're old, that means you've been mean for like fucking 40 years, you know? Like, there's no changing this guy. He's just a piece of shit. So, so yeah. God. Next question. Fuck, marry, kill, Adzi, Pat, or Maka? So, we got Adzi and Maka, my roommates, and Pat, the snake Doherty. Fuck, marry, kill. Uh, firstly, obviously, I would kill Pat the Snake Doherty. That's not even because of any sort of personal grievances I have with him. That's actually a public service. Okay? I'd kill Pat Doherty for the community. Uh, so that, you know, finally we can all, we can all get going as a bloody, as a bloody nation. My God. How much is Pat Doherty holding this nation back on a daily basis? It's unbelievable, dude. Without Pat Doherty, I reckon we'd have enough Pfizer vaccines to go around. I genuinely mean that. Um, I'd marry Adzi because me and Adzi have shared a bathroom for two years and never had a fight. We are maybe two of the easiest, breeziest men to ever cohabitate. For like six months, we didn't have a light in our bathroom. And neither me nor Adzi brought it up at any stage. Like we were showering in the dark. Like I'm starting my day just showering in pitch black. Neither me nor Adam thought to address that in any way. Okay? Um, So, yeah. I mean, I don't know how freaking Jeff Bezos starts his day. You know, these millionaire success guys. But I can guarantee you he starts it with the fucking lights on. So, you know, I was shaving by, like, my iPhone light. It was pretty full on. And yet still, neither of us were bothered. So, definitely marry Adzi. Then finally, I would have to fuck Macca. Um... You know, Macca's got beautiful big uh, big hips and a big ass. I think I just, uh, yeah, I just pretend he's a very voluptuous woman, I think. So, yeah, that's that's what I'd do. That's what I'd do. Fuck, marry, kill, Adzi, Macca, or Pat. They're, they're my answers. <clears throat> All right, next question. What is your advice for a recently broken up bachelor? All right, one of the lads has had a breakup, hey? All right, well, here's the deal, dude. Here's what you do. Firstly, block this chick on everything you've ever... Block, 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 block. Block away. That's my first bit of advice. All right? Um, God forbid you run into her at the shops. I mean, the least you can do is get her off your fucking phone. I've never understood these blokes who who don't block their ex-girlfriends. It's like... I don't know. So I would just advise you to block her immediately and then probably just get out and about. You know, you're not going to meet anyone in your bedroom. Get out and about. Um, If you can have sex with one of her cousins, I recommend that. Okay. Um, I would seduce one of her family members, you know, like like a cousin or her auntie, you know, nothing too red hot. Next thing you know, she turns up at Christmas this year. You're fucking there. And she's thinking... What's going on? Bam. Arm around the auntie. Daddy's home. Hey? That's how you freaking win a breakup. 
you seduce one of her family members and then turn up at Christmas without her expecting it, okay? And that's as clear as advice as I can get. But here's the thing, because you've blocked her, you know, six months is going past, she's thinking, what the bloody hell is Jake up to? She has no idea you're fucking, you know, boot scooting her goddamn cousin. I mean, who could have seen this coming? This is how you get in her head, mate. This is how you win the war, all right? These little battles are what's going to help us win the war. And make no mistake, it is a war, okay? It is a war. So that's what I would do, dude. I would seduce one of her family members and then turn up at Christmas. Your move, Kate. Hey, (laughs) your move. Next question. Do you rate Katara from Avatar The Last Airbender? Okay. This is a good one too. If you're not familiar with Avatar The Last Airbender, firstly, you're missing out. It's the greatest show of all time. And I'm watching it now with Adzi. He's a 28-year-old man who's never seen it before. And, um, and he's enjoying it for the first time. So I do highly recommend that show. Um, Katara, the main chick in it, is without a doubt the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. So I absolutely rate Katara. Rate is an understatement, okay? I freaking, I don't know, whatever you can feel for a cartoon before it gets weird. That's what I feel, okay? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Next question. Favorite thing to do while high? I don't know. Um, Yeah, I've been bloody, picked up a bit of a weed habit, unfortunately, over the lockdown. Um, What do I like to do while high? To be honest, just chat away. Nothing too weird. I'm not one of these people who freaking you know, stays up to 2am watching 1970s thrillers. I don't really have many interests. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, just fucking hang out with the lads, chat, have a laugh. I just love to absolutely laugh my head off, basically. Rip on Macca, wait for Macca to make a mistake and then pounce. That's what I like to do. Um, yeah, if I was, if I was like, I don't know, I like that about weed that it makes you freaking just have a laugh and carry on. You know, if it if it was sending me to my bedroom to watch DVDs for hours, I probably wouldn't wouldn't do it to be honest. So, and I don't mind like I don't mind freaking smoking a bit and going to the pub or that sort of thing. You know, I don't mind getting out and about. Um, Maka will have a genuine panic attack if he leaves the house while high. So, I don't mind getting out and about and yeah, basically just hang out. Nothing too weird there. I'll probably edit out this answer. It was pretty shit out, say. Eh? I should have thought of something fucking cool. When I smoke weed, I like to ride dirt bikes naked. Woo! Anyone? <laughs> All right, next question. Oh, another fuck, marry, kill. Phoebe, Monica, and Rachel from Friends. Dude, this is so goddamn obvious. Uh, if you have to, if you need me to answer this question. Uh, consult a professional because you shouldn't be asking someone the answers for this. It's so obviously kill Phoebe. I'm sorry, Phoebes. You're a wackadoo. You're a crack up, and uh, you know you're a bloody you're a bloody Jats cracker, babe. But um, I mean, I I would barely describe Monica and Rachel as women. That's how attractive they are. Like it's just unbelievable. And then Rachel and Monica are without a doubt two of the hottest chicks I've ever seen on the planet 
you marry Monica just because she's cleaner. You know, she's always cleaning and cooking. Rachel doesn't seem to sort of have that, unfortunately, you know. So, you marry Monica just because she's got OCD and she'll be putting your shoes away until she dies. Um, and then you'd fuck Rachel just because, like, I mean, what a, what an absolute treat. What a time to be alive. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine there's people out there that are, like, playing this game, but they've actually done it? Like, there's some guy out there who's like, fuck, marry, kill Rachel, Monica, Phoebe. And he's probably, he's actually had sex with uh, Courtney Cox in real life. I'd like to ask that guy what's going on. You know what I mean? That's exciting. So, so yeah, that's what I would do. I love it in Friends how, like, Monica and Rachel are like, oh, why is it so hard to find a date in New York City? And it's just never addressed on the show that they are literally two of the most beautiful women the world has ever seen. They're just, like, they're playing the role of, like, average women in the city, but, like, they're just, (laughs) it's just never addressed that they are the hottest chicks any of us have ever seen. And I honestly think that's why that show was so great. That and Chandler Zingers. Okay, I think we can all agree that Ross can hit the bricks. But yeah. Alright. Next question. How is your hair so goddamn voluminous? (laughs) This is a real one as well. Thank you whoever asked that. The secret, guys, to my beautiful hair is just incessantly tell people your hair is fantastic until they actually fucking believe it, you know? You know, at its core, there's not too many blokes rocking this lesbian cut out there. So, I just like to get on the front foot and let you know that I'm fucking feeling very confident with what I've got going up, up above my top paddock, you know what I mean? So, I would say, you know, shampoo and conditioner is great, but it's also just a start, okay? What they don't tell you to put into your hair, something that Garnier Fructus cannot deliver you, self-belief. Okay, you know, it's not just enough to have the haircut. It's not enough to freaking to wash it every two days and look fantastic and have it blowing in the wind. Okay, even the best haircut on the planet is freaking worthless on a, on a man who's not willing to rock it. Okay, so next time your hair's looking not bad, throw the shoulders back and fucking let someone know about it. All right, that's that's how you do it. All right, but uh, but yeah. So that's how it's so goddamn voluminous. It's a mixture of freaking whatever shampoo and conditioner is on special at Woolies and self-belief. All right? (laughs) All right. Got a couple more here. Next question. Have you ever dated a girl from the crowds of your shows? Dude, these are good cues. These are good cues. Have I ever dated a girl who I met from one of my shows? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. uh, Yeah, I definitely have. But because, I don't know, what what else are you supposed to do? I'm not really meeting girls anywhere else. I'm not on Tinder. So, yeah, definitely have dated girls from the crowd. Um, I would say it's it's handy because you kind of get a running start. You know, these girls already like you because... You just did seven minutes talking about why fucking buses are late on stage. And, uh, you know, the lighting's good. My hair's washed. So, you definitely get a bit of a running start. And then, um, and then yeah, it's just sort of up to you to sort of just not fuck it up from there, I would say. Uh, which I've definitely done before. I've, I've definitely... I remember one time I was talking to this girl and I just said something so fucking 
like I don't know what I was I think I was hammered I just said something like so dumb and uh I, I remember just I just looked at her and thought oh I've I've fucking ruined it like now I'm just Billy Darcy again whereas before she was like you're freaking so funny that was crazy but then yeah I remember I remember I said something really dumb and I just saw like the look in her eyes change and I just thought oh you blew it Darcy. you know now you're just Billy again you lost the bit of zest you know Beth Stelling, this comedian, has a great joke. She goes, "Male comedians have an hour to get with to you know get with girls after the show from the crowd before they realize, oh, he's just like a normal guy. What am I doing?" <laughs> so yeah, you definitely get a little bit of a window to sort of appear cooler than you are. And yeah, God, God knows I need it. You know, I mean, on paper, dear Lord, help us all. So, but yeah, when you get off stage, dude, people love it and. It's not just like, it's not like girls want to get with you. Like guys in the crowd want to have a beer with you too. Like people want to hang out with you after shows. And it's great. Like when I tour interstate um, in cities where like I don't really know anyone, I mostly just have beers with the crowd members after the show. You know, like in Perth and Adelaide, I'm like, people are leaving the show. I'm like, hey, where are you going, guys? Come on. Come on. Who wants to hang out? First round's on me, hey? <laughs> so yeah, but I, yeah, so I do. But I would say I just hang out like especially when touring and I've got no work the next day, I'll hang out with people from the crowd like most nights. It's fucking awesome. Um, most people who come to my shows are a fucking legend. So why wouldn't I, you know? And it's great. I've made so many friends from, uh, you know, I've got so many people who were like listen to the podcast and now they're, we're just like mates, you know? Um, and it's great. I fucking love it. So yeah, so it's good. Um, how much time are we done here? Bloody hell. We'll do one more question, but I'm starting to fucking, I might have drunk a bit too much, I think. What do we got? Here we go. All right. Last question. What is it here? Who is the most powerful root you would have, you have ever lived with? <laughs> These questions. Who is the most powerful root I have ever lived with? Okay. I'm going to have to go back into the archives of the lad pad here. I'm going to say this just because I used to be able to hear it. So Brad, my my ex-roommate, this guy, when he was when he was freaking on the tools, I mean, you couldn't watch telly 3 blocks away, let me tell you. There are there are blokes fucking in the next suburb who can't hear they can't hear fucking what's going on in MasterChef because uh my roommate Brad's laying down a bit of fucking bit of sheetrock, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know if he was the most powerful root ever, either that or he had the flimsiest bed, but I tell you what, yeah, when, when Brad was a rockin', don't come knocking, let me tell you, okay? So, he also had the bedroom across from mine, but I've lived, Adzi's lived in that room for two years and I've never once heard him have sex once, so, um, I'm not saying Adzi's not having sex, I'm just saying that if he is, he's not a very powerful lover. So, I would have to say that Brad was the most powerful root I've ever lived with. Um, and that's on a decibel basis. I obviously wasn't, didn't able, didn't lay my eyes on any of the work he was doing. Thank God. Um, but yeah, I'll probably say Brad. And then, yeah, just to sort of follow up, I know this wasn't the question, but I would probably say that Adzi, I guess, you know, if we're sort of calling potatoes, tomatoes or whatever, um, Adzi would be the weakest route I've ever lived with. And, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's how that is. So, to answer your question, Brad was probably the most powerful root I've ever lived with. And uh and yeah, 
And I got to say, of all the questions, that one's pretty blue. But I tell you what, fuck me. Most of the questions I got were so blue, it was just unbelievable. A lot of people, I think, are just in the market for like a Billy D sex tape. Because some of these questions were just like, it's like, <laughs> it was just, it was like, oh, tell us about like your weirdest sexual experience. It's like, what the, why the fuck would I do that? You know, what is this? The goddamn, am I on the view now? Am I on the Joe Rogan experience? You know, if you want that sort of stuff, go listen to freaking call her daddy or something. I mean, goddamn, this is get around me. This is a, this is a podcast, uh, you know, it's aimed at 21 year old delinquents, but it's got a PG rating. You know, so it's not too blue, but some of the, some of the questions I received were just disgusting. <laughs> like it was unbelievable. But but either way, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Um, so I've picked out sort of the most palatable questions there. Um, there's some good ones in there, I got to say. And uh, and yeah, if anyone has any ideas for the podcast for the next four weeks, I'll do anything. I'll do another Q and A. I got shitloads more questions to get through. Um, so I'm open to doing another Q and A, or you know, whatever you want. Um, yeah, but the next four weeks, I'm in lockdown. It's getting a bit fucking grim around here. I'll be honest, you know. Um, so I just want to have fun with the podcast and continue to enjoy it. So if you've got any ideas, send them through. I'll, I'm happy to do another drunk q and I think this was fine. Probably going to be hungover on a fucking Thursday, but, you know, what can you do? Uh, and yeah, dude, thanks for fucking listening, hey? Oh, also, I have a new stand-up clip on my YouTube channel. Uh, so go give that a look and bloody, you know, share my stand-up clips with your friends so one day I can do drunk Q&As for a goddamn living. Hey? Hey? Thank you, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Boy.